What's up, guys? Welcome to the Final Score 2. This is our first weekly show we're going to do, you know, dealing with music and entertainment and stuff like that. I uh, hope this is enjoyable for you guys. Um, to let you know something about the Final Score 2, we're going to be coming up with a name change soon to, to better fit what the Final Score 2 is about. Now, if you haven't heard, the Final Score is my sports podcast, and this is... This is the final score, too. We were kind of uh, in a hurry to get it out there, but there, there's some interesting names coming in, and uh, we're going to be picking from some of those soon. All right. This is all about entertainment. This is all about music, movies, and more. We'll be coming here from time to time, and I'll have guests. I'll be on my own sometimes, but we'll have guests. Uh, we'll have top ten lists. We'll have different kind of things. We'll talk about different kind of things. One some of the topics we'll be talking about is, uh, you know, bands, movies. We'll talk about our favorite bands, our favorite movies. Um, another thing we're going to talk about is how it was back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I'm aging myself. You know, I grew up as, as a kid in the 80s. That's when I got, well, probably 78 when I was about five years old. That was when I got into music. and it, But, you know, just that part... That part of the time, the late 70s into the early 80s, or the late 80s, all the way to the 90, early 90s, was the best, in my opinion, was the best music uh, ever. I mean, that whole decade, especially the 80s. You know, you go from uh, early 80s to the late 80s with the hair bands. Hair bands are probably my favorite, although I do have some guilty pleasures, and you're going to find out more about them, some of them today. But as time goes on, you're going to find out I have a lot of guilty pleasures that, you know, Sometimes people wouldn't admit that they listen to some of this stuff, but you know, I love music. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that say, I can't listen to this. You know, I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this. The only thing I can't really get into is classical and jazz. Uh, I just can't get in. And now the rap that's that's come out ever since the ever since the mid '90s. I'm not a big rap fan. You know, I was a fan of the Run DMCs of the. Jazzy Jeffs of, uh, you know, Slick Rick. We'll talk more about that in, in future episodes. But, you know, rap these days is not what it was back then. And it's, and, and I'm not saying nothing against the people that listen to rap or the people that record the rap music. That's that's your thing. It's just not my thing. And uh, just not into it. And you'll find out on some of this stuff, uh, you know, in R&B, R&B, I was a big fan of R&B. That's going to be a shocker to some of you guys when I do this, what we're talking about today. First of all, if we have to lead off with some sad news this week, uh, Eddie Money, uh, great singer-songwriter, had had big success in the late 70s and in the uh, mid-80s with some top 40 songs. You know, he's well-known for Baby Hold On, Two Tickets to Paradise, I think that's what... Uh, that and Take Me Home Tonight is probably what he's most known for. But he also had, you know, great songs like I Think I'm in Love, Shaking, I Want to Go Back, Walk on Water. Uh, and there was a favorite song of mine that a lot of people don't know about with Eddie Money. It's called I'll Get By. And I posted that on the uh, Final Score 2 Facebook page. Uh, the video for that was up there. And it, that was that was a great song. Uh, he passed away. This past Friday, which was September the 13th, he died of complications from stage 4 esophageal cancer at age 70. 
you know, just looking, I'm recording this on Sunday the 15th, and just looking over the weekend at some of the some of the tributes that have come out. I know just a couple that I've seen so far, and I'm sure there's a lot more out there, just a couple I've seen so far. Brian Adams uh, saying, I think it was two tickets to paradise. REO Speedwagon saying two tickets to paradise. Uh, I think Mickey, Mickey Jenkins, what's the guy's name from, he used to play for Jefferson Starship. Anyway, he, he did a, a, a song, uh, he did two tickets to paradise. He, definitely, that's his most known song. It was, he was in a, you know, in a Geico commercial with two tickets to paradise. Uh, but sad because he was, he was in the middle of, of doing a reality show for Access TV, which was pretty good. It was funny. And uh, I think, actually, the episode that aired this past Thursday night was when he told his, told his uh, family, his immediate family, I believe, about announced he had you know, stage 4 esophageal cancer. And then he passed away on Friday at the age of 70. Uh, great performer and, you know, I know a lot of a lot of kids nowadays don't know who he is, but I'm telling you, I can remember back when I was a kid. I think I, it, I had to be like five or six years old. But the Columbia Record and Tape Company, and I know a lot of people nowadays don't remember that, but there's some of you out there that definitely remember it that that got their uh, most of their stuff from Columbia. Record tape, whether it was records, tapes, CDs, whatever, uh, you got a lot of stuff from there. It was like eight, what was it, eight for a penny, and then you had to buy so many after that. But I can remember my mom and dad being in when it was the record club. And, you know, I would go through all their records, all their vinyl, and see, and then you see this guy, I forgot which one, which, which album it was, but it was him with a vest and a white shirt on with his arm up and had a cigarette in one hand. But, you know, that was one of the first memories I had of, uh, of Eddie Money. Of course, you know, hearing that song, Two Tickets to Paradise, Shaking, that back then. And then when he came out with, uh, we made his big comeback. That was with uh, uh, Take Me Home Tonight, uh, I Want to Go Back, when he made that big comeback. And then a friend of mine turned me on to when I was talking about I'll Get By, friend of mine turned me on to that song and uh you know great song if you haven't listened to it give it a listen i, th I promise you you'll really like it he made tv appearances king of queens drew carey show everybody remembers drew carey show back then that was it was a funny funny show uh you know and and uh, take me home tonight i think one of the things that stands out about that is it was a duet with ronnie specter he wrote the song for her as a tribute. He got the number four in the United States. He was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Rock Vocal for that. So he came back. I Want to Go Back was the follow-up to that. And then Walk on Water, uh, Loving Your Eyes. But, yeah, he, he had a, a comeback. And, you know, to, to see him get this reality show and, and what he what he's doing, going around, still playing. He was still playing. But it's very sad. Stage four esophageal cancer took his life at the age of 70 on uh, this past Friday, September 13th. And we definitely send out our condolences and our prayers to his family and his friends. Uh, may he rest in peace. All right, now let's get to what this episode is all about. And I don't know if we'll get through this, the whole, the, the whole episode, 
we'll get through uh, this whole list on this whole episode because it's going to be a long list. I, I started out with the with the idea of my first episode of here doing a top ten, my top ten bands of all time. Now, I, I put it out there on my Facebook page. Some of you answered about that, and I just asked for top five. Now, you can imagine, for you music fans, if you're a big-time music fan, how hard that is to just narrow it down to top five. So my idea was, you know, I told my wife, I'm going to, I'm going to do my top ten list. I'm going to do a top ten. And then it went to, when I got to ten, I said, I can't do just ten. It went to fifteen. Well, Ends up 25. And some of, some of these guys are going to get left out. And, and you know, I feel bad about it because there's a lot of people I could have put. I could have done a top 30. Some of my honorable mentions, and y'all going to, you know, like I said, guilty pleasures and things you wouldn't think that was on my iPod, but they are on my, on my iPhone that I'm listening to. Uh, Christopher Cross, you know, he had a great hit, Sailing. I mean, just a great hit, great singer. Had him, among other hit, hits he had, uh, what was the uh, the Arthur, the theme from the movie Arthur, Caught Between the Moon and New York City. He had Say You'll Be Mine. There was a bunch of them he had. Um, Debbie Gibson, yeah, yeah, I'm a Debbie Gibson fan. You know, Lost in Your Eyes, uh, Foolish Beat. Uh, what was some more? Gosh knows, but my daughter loved Debbie Gibson when she was growing up. I mean, she knew that at like three, three or four years old, she knew the words to a lot of the Debbie Gibson songs, and we've got some video of her singing that. But Debbie Gibson, definitely uh, one of my favorites. The Go-Go's. One of my first crushes was on Belinda Carlisle. The Go-Go's, we got to beat Vacation, um, Head Over Heels. Our Lips Are Sealed is probably my favorite Go-Go song, but the Go-Go's are definitely up there. And Belinda Carlisle, she goes on to have such a great, great uh, career as just on her own uh, with Heaven Is A Place On Earth, I Get Weak, stuff like that. Uh, she was one of the staples of the, 70, of the 80s, and it kind of did a different change with uh, from the Go-Go's. Her music was different from the Go-Go's, but the Go-Go's had got back together here and there, and I think Belinda Carlisle still play, plays as well. Hootie and the Blowfish, on the edge of my top 25, but just didn't make it. You know, they're back together. Darius Rucker had that successful country music career, and I'm sure he'll go back to that, but Hootie is back together on tour, and I'm hearing that they will uh, actually be putting out a new album soon. Kenny Chesney, one of my favorite country artists, just did not make the top 25 for me. Um, you know, Boys of Fire was one of my favorite songs. I, a lot of you know I'm a football coach on the side. Um, there is one song he sings called Coach. If you haven't heard that, that's a great song. Uh, just several, several songs. If I Lost It, Don't Happen Twice, uh, just There Goes My Life. There's a bunch of great songs. But Kenny Chesney, then Kenny Loggins. What can you say about Kenny Loggins? You know, he's put out hit after hit, Danger Zone. Over the top movie he put did Meet Me Halfway. Uh, Danger Zone, of course, was from Top Gun. Uh, you know, he, Forever. There was a lot of great Kenny Loggins songs. If you haven't checked out Kenny Loggins, please do. Lionel Richie. I know everybody's heard of Lionel Richie, and a lot of the kids know him from American Idol host now. 
but uh, Lionel Richie with the Commodores and then a, a solo career that was just incredible all night long dancing on the ceiling hello uh, just just a great singer Leonard Skinner now this is a group that the older I get the more I appreciate Leonard Skinner uh, I think it was after and please tell me you guys miss behind the music on VH1 as much as I do Behind the Music on VH1 would automatically make me want to listen to the songs of whatever group came on there, whatever solo act came on there. But why? Why does that's that's the that's that's a topic for another show. We'll talk about that in another show. Don't get me into VH1 and to MTV right now. Uh, if you want to see music on TV, you need to turn to Access Television. Michael Jackson, yeah, I've, he's outside of my top 25. Um, I, I remember I, I turned into a Michael Jackson fan in 84, I think, like a lot of people did, with a Thriller album, and I went out, I saved my money and bought that album, and uh, yeah, just that that one album is one of the best albums ever, you know, you had top to bottom, I think there was maybe one song that I personally didn't really care for, but I could still listen to it, but you could listen to that album start to finish and and you know you wouldn't be like i need to skip that song you could listen to it start to finish and great album and you know sad one of our legends another one of our legends that are gone queen i had trouble not putting queen on my list but that's another band that the later in my later in my life that i discovered and uh you know bohemian rhapsody one of my favorite songs uh we will rock you we are the champions you know i've been hearing that since I was a kid, and uh, but you know, really got into the other stuff late later in life. And uh, w great band, great movie about it. Freddie Mercury, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was a great movie, but just didn't make my top 25. REO Speedwagon, another one from the 80s. Uh, they just put out hit after hit. I can remember, and this is gonna really freak out some of the younger people. Uh, vinyl albums, which were making a comeback, you know, and I heard now they are. For the first time in a long time, they have outsold CDs. Yeah, so vinyl was making a comeback. But, and I'm not talking about the 33 records, the big vinyl records. REO Speedwagon, Keep On Loving You, was probably one of the first 45 records I bought with my money. Uh, if you don't know what a 45 is, it's a smaller version of, of what you see a, a, a 33 record is. The vinyl that comes out in the in the big picture cover and all that stuff Vi the 33s came out sometimes they had a picture cover in it sometimes they just had a little a little paper holder in it but it you know it had one two songs on it one on both sides but uh, keep on loving you by warrior sp wagon was one of the first sticks sticks was one that I, I really got into in the early 80s you know too much time on my hands I remember hearing that the first time, I think, was K-Tail Music. I don't know if you guys remember K-Tail Music. They used to always, every every so often, they would do a best-of album, and that was how they, what they did. They just did best-of albums. And uh, I would get them, and Sticks was on, too much time on my hands was on it. Then I started listening to more, uh, what was it, Paradise Theater was the first Sticks tape cassette tape that that i had and uh I, I listened to that a lot but uh great group still going today tesla 
Tesla, what can you say? Uh, I I went to see them. One of my my first concert was Poison, and Tesla opened up for me. That was about the time that Love Song by Tesla had just come out on MTV. Back when MTV showed videos, and that's a <laughs> that's a topic for another episode. Uh, but yeah, Tesla with that uh, signs. Everybody remembers when they did signs on the acoustic version of that uh, Paradise uh, Changes. Jeez, what this modern day cowboy? There's so many good songs Tesla put out, but just on the outside of my list, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw is another one that uh, couldn't do any wrong. What was that? The name of that album was it? Everywhere that had start to finish, just great songs. Don't take the girl was one song that was great. Uh, ooh, so many good ones. So many good ones, in course. Uh, but he's just on the outside. Another country artist, Travis Tritt. Uh, Best of Intentions is one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, Here's a Quarter is a good song. Anymore, he had a lot of great ballads. Uh, Foolish Pride, but he's just outside the list. Vince Gill, another country music artist that uh, look at us. And, you know, then he's I Still Believe in You. Just a great singer. And, he, you know, actually... Became a member of the Eagles not too long ago when Glenn, Glenn Fry uh, passed away. We'll talk about the Eagles uh, later on, I believe. Yep, we'll talk about the Eagles later on. Whitney Houston, another another legend gone too soon. Probably in her prime had the best voice I've ever heard. Could hit notes like nobody else. You know, um, Greatest love of all. Uh, what was some more... I Will Always Love You, of course, but that Bodyguard soundtrack was killer. I mean, she was just awesome in all of that. Zach Brown Band. One of my favorite songs is Colder Weather. Chicken Fried, Toes, uh, you name it. They've got, had some great songs, but just outside my top 25. And the last honorable mention is the Beach Boys. Now, I grew up. My dad had Beach Boys albums, you know, galore. Dad was a big time, uh, loved loved those that kind of group. Loved Jan and Dean, the Beach Boys. Uh, there was another one, and I can't remember who they were, but yeah, he uh, he loved them. And it, back then, I didn't really appreciate it as much as I do now. Like I said, the older I get, the more I appreciate some of these uh, some of these older groups. I appreciate their music. And uh, really have become big fans of it. All right, that's going to do it for the honorable mentions. When we come back, we'll start on our top 25. That, that and more when we come back on the final score, too. All right, guys, we're back on the final score, too. This is our top, my, my top 25 list of my favorite groups or musical artists of all time. Um, and like I said, this is my list. And I know people aren't going to agree with, with everything that uh, that comes up here on this list and go like, wow, I can't believe he put them ahead of so-and-so. Uh, really, number one is, number one and two, maybe the top five are in, in particular order, but after a while, they, the rest of the list kind of, uh, I, they could go either way. Uh, but Yeah, and it's, it's a, a mixture of a lot of things. I actually don't. Yeah, there is there is a country group in there, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rock and there's a lot of uh, 
There's some R&B in there too, but mostly rock and pop, rock pop. I'll say that. And we'll lead off my 25th selection is the band Chicago. Now, formerly known as the Chicago Transit Authority, 1984, they came out with Chicago 17. And that was what really did it for a lot of people, uh, including myself. They changed their sound from the 70s. And really, in the 80s is when they started, but 84 is really when I noticed it. the album before that was, you know, they did like Chicago 16. They named their albums after, they just numbered them most of the time. 16 was really when they said, we're going to go with ballads. Uh, Hard to Say I'm Sorry was a big, big song for them. Uh, and then 17 came out, the biggest selling that album in the band's history. Six times multi-platinum. Uh, two more top 10 singles for them both went to number three you're the inspiration which was written by peter satara david foster and hard habit to break written by steve kipner and john lewis parker uh hard habit to break got two grammy award nominations with the band for record of the year best pop performance by a duo or group group with vocals stay the night was another song number 16 along comes a woman went to number 14 uh just a great album from that's one of those that from start to finish, you can listen to that album if you're a fan of that kind of stuff. But Peter Cetera had such a great voice. Uh, you know, of course, ended up leaving Chicago, having a very, very successful uh, solo career. And there's a lot of bad blood now between between Cetera and the rest of the band. And, I, I mean, I don't really understand why he won't. And I know there's some reasons. There's got to be some reasons behind it that uh, I just don't get. But for him to not, to not want to, I think the, the Hall of Fame, when they were inducted in the Hall of Fame, he he wasn't there. Uh, you know, after he began a solo career, he proposed an arrangement with the band where they would take hiatuses after tours to let him focus on uh, solo work which is pretty much what Phil Collins does with Genesis. But the band declined, and Cetera ultimately left Chicago in the summer of 85, soon topped the charts with Glory of Love, which was a theme from uh, Karate Kid Part Two, and the next time I fall, which was a duet with uh, Amy Grant, and then another duet with Cher called After All. And just put all... He, Chicago didn't suffer. They pretty much did their own thing. Went on with a uh, a new singer, uh, bassist and singer-songwriter Jason Schiff, son of Elvis Presley's bassist, Jerry Schiff. So they moved on. They had some great songs. Will You Still Love Me came out, If She Would Have Been Faithful. And, and, and just Chicago is a great group. They did Look Away after that. You're Not Alone. I Don't Want to Live Without Your Love. What Kind of Man Would I Be? They had a great, uh, great career after Satara Lee. Both of them did not suffer after uh, Satara left. I think, it, but I would love to see Peter Satara and Chicago get back together. And will that happen? I don't know. If he didn't come to the Hall of Fame, I don't know if that will ever happen. Number twenty-four is the first one of my hair bands, and that's a group called Slaughter. Uh, I know a lot of you people my age remember Slaughter. They came out with the uh, 
Actually, Slaughter is probably uh, offspring of a band called the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Vinnie Vincent was a the guitarist for a band called Kiss back in the early 80s. And then he, when he left Kiss, he starts his own band, which ended up being two members of Slaughter, which were Mark Slaughter and Dana Strum, end up leaving after... They could not get along with, with Vinnie Vincent. And, uh, you know, if you follow any kind, still follow uh, that kind of rock music news, you know why a lot of people couldn't get along with Vinnie Vincent. He just he has just now come back out in the open after about, uh, what do you say, 20 years of being a recluse. And there's still a lot of issues with him. You know, he made some public appearances, promised some public appearances, and didn't make. But uh, Slaughter, let's talk about them. They formed in 19, 1990, started their first album, Stick It To You, which spawned several hit singles, including Up All Night, Spend My Life, Mad About You, and of course, Fly To The Angels. Uh, double platinum in the United States. And then they came out with another record after that, um, The Wildlife. And of course, the, the title song from The Wildlife was, was a big hit. Real Love was fit, didn't quite get... Uh, the success that Stick It To You have, but just a great album. I re I love listening to that album. They had, uh, what was it, Streets of Broken Hearts is another good song on there, but there's a lot of great songs about that and on that. Uh, they still go today. They have lost one of their, they lost one of their original members, uh, uh, tragically. Tim Kelly was killed in, in a automobile accident in 19, I think it was 1998. Yeah. Yeah, 19, February 5th, 1998, he was killed. They had to, they brought in another. Jeff Blando was hired as his replacement. They are still going today. Uh, Slaughter is number 24. Mark Slaughter, back in the day, had one of the those iconic voices. He could hit those high notes like nobody else. But Slaughter is my number 24. I did make a mistake on my honorable mention. I should have looked at my list a little bit better. But my number 23... Is legendary singer Whitney Houston. I know I talked about her earlier on an honorable mention, but you know, man, when she came out, wow, her self-titled album, she just came out flying. And then when you heard her voice for the first time, like I said before, she had the purest voice I'd heard ever at that time. I mean, just hit every note. And I know, you know, and they go in the studio, but when you heard her live, she would still hit those notes and not have, not have any problems with it uh you, you know it started out with like how will i know was a big song for her saving all my love where do broken hearts go uh, and then the, when she really hit really really hit her most popular time was when she actually made her screen actor debut she in the bodyguard six songs she recorded for the soundtrack included i will always love you uh run to you i'm not i'm nothing that that whole that soundtrack with her three songs, they could have just left her three songs up there. The rest of it wouldn't really, because I couldn't tell you. I know she does. I, what was I'm Every Woman was another song that was on that soundtrack. But those three songs right there, I Will Always Love You, I Have Nothing, and Run To You, they, they could have used that, uh, those three songs there, and, and that would have been great. Um, unfortunately, you know, so of course she was married to Bobby Brown. She went on to make two more film appearances, Waiting to Exhale and The Preacher's Wife. 
uh, that, that exhale song, Shoot Shoot, was her 11th and final number one single on the Hot 100 charts. Uh, you know, then she's got into her personal struggles, which was due to drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Uh, and you could tell on her last her last studio album, which was I Look To You, there was a song on there called I Look To You, which is a good, really, really good song. But you can tell that the the alcohol and drug abuse has taken a toll on her on her voice. And on February 11, 2012, I remember it. I was sitting at home that night. It was it was it was probably around like an eight or nine o'clock that night when the news started breaking that uh, she was found dead in the Beverly Hills Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills, California. Coroner's report showed. That she accidentally drowned in her bathtub with heart disease and cocaine use as a contributing factor. Uh, news of her death coincided with the 2012 Grammy Awards, in which she was originally scheduled to perform. Uh, just a sad end to it, to a great career. Um, and then, of course, her 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 child, her only daughter, Bobby Christina Brown, goes on, and she passed away tragically too later on. But just a sad, sad story. But Whitney Houston. One of the greatest singers of all time, but she is number 23 on my list. All right. Number 22. The legendary king of rock, Elvis Presley. Now, uh, king of rock and roll, simply the king. Elvis, what can you say about him? He's got one of the most distinguished voices that you ever hear. Uh, look, I grew up listening to Elvis my mom had all the vinyl records. She was a huge Elvis fan. And when Saturdays came, when she worked a Monday through Friday job, and when Saturday mornings came or Saturday afternoon, she was cleaning. It was Elvis on the record player. I mean, every Elvis you could think of. I, I, Aloha from Hawaii. There were so many albums that she, she had. And, just, and like I said, the older I get, the more I, the more I really appreciate the some of these guys like and Elvis. Uh, one of my favorite songs is "Memories," and that was he he did at the '68 comeback special in Las Vegas. Uh, Don't be cruel, of course. Uh, some other great songs up there, "Loving You." That was one of my favorite songs there too. Uh, that was uh, actually what movie was that on? Man of the Moon was one of uh, one of Reese Witherspoon's early early movies when she was a kid, and that song was on there. And I, I was like, "Gosh, that is a great song." Uh, Love Me Tender, uh, Jailhouse Rock. Gosh, we could go on and on again. You know, another one that tragically died. Uh, did did so many movies. Movie star, music star, just all around guy. I mean had so much going on and then 77 he's found dead uh due to i guess they were saying heart issues i, don't, I think they said he had a heart attack uh while he was using the bathroom uh on the evening of tuesday august 16th 77 presley was scheduled to fly to memphis to begin another tour that afternoon his girlfriend ginger alden discovered him in an unresponsive state on the bathroom floor According to her eyewitness account, he looked as if his entire body completely frozen in a seated position while using the commode and had fallen forward in that fixed position directly in front of it. It is clear that from the time whatever hit him 
to the moment he landed on the floor where Elvis hadn't moved. Attendant Stewart revived and failed, and his death was officially pronounced at 3.30 p.m. at the Baptist Memorial Hospital. Um, and, of course, he still sells albums. He still has Graceland. A little less conversation was uh, a big part of a Nike ad that, that came out. And, you know, there's still the Elvis songs still come out. And Elvis still has a huge influence on a lot of uh, a lot of singers now these days. But Elvis is 22nd for me. Number 21, the artist, is he known? I don't know what he's known as. The artist known as Prince, or formerly known as Prince. Prince. I'm going to just say Prince. I can remember in 84, Purple Rain, that movie, everybody remembers that movie from back then. Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain. The soundtrack, wow. 24 consecutive weeks at the top of the Billboard 200, selling 25 million copies worldwide. The film grossed more than $68 million at the box office. The film also won an Oscar for Best Original Song Score. That was the last to read, receive that award. Uh, you look at the, just in, on that album, and I mean, he come along with 1999. Tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. But you look at Purple Rain. That's when everybody figured out who Prince was. When Doves Cry, great song. Let's Go Crazy, Purple Rain. Uh, just to look at some of the uh, songs on that, I Would Die For You. There was several great songs on that soundtrack. Then he come, came and did uh, Around the World in 80 Days, which was a different, went to a different uh, different kind of uh, Prince song. Raspberry Beret on there. Pop Life was on that song. Then he did Kiss, uh, which was a remake of a song. Uh also, he didn't know how great of a songwriter he was. Everybody remembers the song Manic Monday by the Bangles. He, he, he actually uh, wrote that song. Had a, did the Batman, did the Batman soundtrack, uh, and then went on to have some, some more great songs, a duet with Sheena Easton, You Got the Look, and did another, Under the Cherry Moon was another, uh, another movie he did. Wasn't quite, wasn't quite as as uh wasn't quite as successful as Purple Rain, but you know you can't you can't do but so much great as great as Purple Rain was, but also you know of course with the Batman soundtrack he did a great job with that. Played at the Super Bowl with a large stage shaped like his symbol that's when he became the artist formerly known as prince that's when uh you know of course there was one song what was it seven diamonds and pearls uh just a lot of great songs then on april 20th 2016 prince representative called howard cornfield a california specialist in addiction medicine and pain management seeking medical help for prince Corvette scheduled meet with Prince on April 22nd and contact a local physician who cleared his schedule for an examination on April 21st. On April 21st at 9.43 a.m., the Carver County Sheriff's Office received a 911 call requesting that an ambulance be sent to Prince's home at Paisley Park. The caller initially told the dispatcher that an unidentified person at the home was unconscious, then moments later said he was dead and finally identified the person as Prince. The caller was Cornfield's son who had flown in that morning devised a treatment plan for an opioid, opioid addiction. 
Emergency responders found Prince unresponsive in the elevator pouring CPR, but a paramedic said that he had been dead for about six hours and they were unable to revive him. They pronounced him dead at 10.07 a.m., 19 minutes after their arrival. There were no signs of suicide or foul play, and Prince was dead at the age of 57. Another, another great artist taken way too soon. All right, number 20 is a band that I... Really, <clears throat> excuse me. Really, really enjoyed back in the early '80s up into the mid '90s. It's new edition. Ronnie DeVoe, Michael Bivens, Ricky Bell, Johnny Gill, Ralph Trevant, and Bobby Brown. Of course, uh, they started out with all those guys except Johnny Gill. Uh, had some great hit. First big hit was Candy Girl and Is This the End? But if you haven't seen, I think BET. Did a movie about the New Edition story a few years back. It was a great movie. Yeah, the New Edition story on January 24, 2017. It was a three-part documentary called New Edition Story. If you haven't seen that, check it out. But uh, I just remember the self-titled album coming out. I went and bought that tape, cassette tape. Cool It Now, Mr. Telephone Man, Lost in Love. Uh, and then... You know, with success, people start getting a big ego and want to sing more. Uh, Bobby Brown was voted out of the group in 85. I remember because, uh, what year was it? It was Christmas of, maybe it was 86 or 87. It had to be either 85 or 86. Uh, after he was let go, there was a, another album that came out gosh what was the name all for love the latter half of 1985 i got that for christmas and i kept looking it was only four of them and back then you didn't have the internet you didn't have social media like you did now and you know i was like well where did bobby brown go? where did this guy go and back then you really didn't know all their names as well but he had been voted out of the group of course went on to a huge solo career um and then they did a a under the Blue Moon was an album of doo-wop covers as a foursome. And then Johnny Gill comes in. Uh, they're, they're kind of on the down, their career's on the down low. I mean, not down low, but on the down slide. And Johnny Gill comes in. They do Any Heartbreak and have a great, great, they have more of a, a, more of an R&B sound than a candy bubblegum pop, I guess is what you would call it. They had great hits like If It Isn't Love, You're Not My Kind of Girl, can you stand the rain and any heartbreak? And then uh, people started wanting to go out on their own. Travant goes out on his own. And then Bivens, DeVoe, and Bell, they go out and form Bell, Bill, DeVoe. Everybody remembers that. that Poison, uh, Do Me. That album went quadruple platinum. And then they all performed together. Semi-reunion sorts when they performed at the 1990 MTV Music Video Awards. Uh, it, you know, and then they get back together again in 96. And they do a Home Again reunion. And that tour just goes terrible. Bobby Brown's entourage goes up again. has confrontations with the other band members. And, and it's just not good. And they have to get rid of that tour. But they are... I think they got back together, and now uh, I think they're still going. After that, after that song, 
you know, after that movie, they're still going. And they all had something to do with that movie. They all contributed to that movie. But New Edition is number 20. Alright guys, that's my 25 to 20. We're going to come back in another episode and do we'll do 19 to 15, which is a lot, a lot of great groups out there. We'll come back and do that next week on the Final Score 2. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we'll be back again next week, like I said, for 19 through 15, and then we'll eventually get to my number one, which people that know me probably already know who my number one is, but uh, I'm going to, for the ones that don't, I'm going to leave it out there and leave you hanging. Guys, that's going to do it for this week. That's the Final Score 2, soon to be new name, and I'm really thinking about one strong, guys, but uh, if you want to make a suggestion, uh, I'm, I'm up for all suggestions right now because I, I, I cannot figure out a good one. I've heard a couple of ones that are sit, sitting in my head, but I need, I need some more. Before I make that final decision, I need some more suggestions. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Y'all have a great week.